Welcome to the Grace Cafe with Dwayne Lynch. Real talk in real times. Real situations with real people. Keeping the perspective on God's grace. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Wherever you are in this big, beautiful world, we want to thank you for joining us again for the Grace Cafe. I'm Dwayne, your host, and today we are talking about something that I'm very familiar with. Um, we're going to be talking about addiction and recovery, and I have a guest today that's my real good friend. When I first met him, we were um, involved in a Christian um recovery program called Celebrate Recovery and uh, in that time that we were working together I just really loved this dude's uh, his spirit and you know I loved the way he just you know the way he talked about God and what God had done for him and uh, you know we, we've seen some of the same stuff we've done some of the same things but today we are in a different place thanks to God's grace and um, so what first of what I want to do is introduce him his name is Freddie Mormon and um, what I'm gonna do now is that I'm gonna let him introduce himself tell you a little bit about himself and then we're gonna go into you know his life because his life is it's a it's a message of grace it's a message of redemption it's a message of recovery it's a message of strength and a whole lot of other things so freddie yes good afternoon good evening whatever (laughs) (laughs) my name is freddie mormon i'm 63 years of age i was born raised here in dc um southeast on capitol hill um i've been here all my life i'm a Went into the military at one point, got out with an honorable discharge, which is the only way to get out for a black man. And um, I had um, run with um, alcohol and drugs. Uh, Heroin was my favorite drug. Um, I would never do it without some alcohol, some wine. And I was doing drugs at the age of 13, 14 years old, I was putting heroin. In my veins. So, and so you grew up in in Washington. You were born in Washington. Born and raised. Born and raised. In Washington. Yeah, on um, DC General Hospital. No. Used to be called Gallinger. Gallinger. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, you've been around for a long time, guys. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So, um, you grew up. You started using drugs at fourteen. So thirteen, fourteen, somewhere in that area. Yeah. What and what? What, what were the parameters of of that? How did you start that? Well, it, it, it was the end thing, if you want to call it that. Right. Everybody in the neighborhood, they were either shooting or snorting it. Right. And I was in junior high school at this time. Okay. And and drinking on the, at the playground. We all used to hang out at the playground. Mm-hmm. 
And um, so if you wanted to be a so-called, <laughs> which was a loud big boy, right. yeah, you had to get in with the crew and right, right, do what right. they were doing. Right. So um, as you got older, well, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming because I, I think I'm looking at it from my life's point of view because actually what it was, what it, it started out as fun recreation very fun and you know it ended up you know it's something that wasn't good no you know no it, it as a matter of fact it was it was fun right you know um, when I first went out there but um <laughs> I didn't know the word of God at the time but it says that uh, it only lasts for a season <laughs> you know that's, right. Only lasts that's it's, right it's, it's joy in it you right. know it was joy when I first started right but um, it's going to take another turn. There you go. There you go. And how long did this did this go on? Oh, until I, I went into service at 17 and a half, you know. Wow. And um, during the Vietnam era, I didn't go to the war, but I was in the military at that time. And I stopped once I got in the military. Okay. But we was drinking wine. I was in Germany for two years. We drinking every day. Okay. We drinking every day. And let me back up. Mm -hmm. When I was in basic training, we were still using. Uh, we were still using. Yeah. But once I got out of basic, I stopped and um, got married. Mm -hmm. and, and, and shouldn't have got married. Right. You know, I, I was a kid, basically. Uh, um, she was a kid, but she was pregnant and we have a daughter. Right. And... Um, I stopped, came home, and once I came home from the military after we got divorced, it's dibble and dabble, dibble right. and dabble, nothing heavy. Right. But then, uh, you know how it go, sooner or later, you know, that drug is going to take complete control of your life. Right, that's right. It's going to tell you, ain't no more dibbling and dabbling, <laughs> y'all. Need you we to take need to do this every day, 24-7, 365. <laughs> this and dabbing thing is over with, you know. That's right. And That's right. Um, back and forth, though, before that really came in, good jobs, the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. um, the house, the cars, you know, and um, clean time in between. Right. You know, I say that's enough of that. Mm -hmm. But then something happened where I decided to go. I'm not going to, I told myself that lie. Right. I ain't going to do but a hit, and that's it. Yeah. You know, and you know, one is too many and a thousand, and never yeah. enough. Man. That's right. I never lied about that one. That's right. And so I lost the house, the car, mm -hmm. you know. Um, this wife, this is my third wife that I have now, mm -hmm. um, stuck with me, you know. But it was terrible, you know. We have we have a daughter, and my daughter don't remember most of this stuff, you right. know. But lost the house, the um, the um, man followed my wife to get the car, mm. you know. Water not running in the house, beautiful, home, right? Know? But that's um, what addiction will do, right? You know, it'll take it all. Yeah. So eventually, you hit a you hit a rock bottom. Yeah. And. Uh, where did you, once you hit that bottom, you know, because a lot of people hit that bottom. Mm -hmm. Well, it wasn't my rock and bottom. And there you go. That's it what I was getting ready bottom, to say. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people hit that bottom, mm -hmm. and it's not really the bottom. Yeah. There's a bottom bottom yeah. that you got to hit. So, how, you, you Because know. I was back and forth 18 months and 
mm-hmm. two years here. Right. You know. But seven years ago, that's when I said, that's it. That's it. That's right. And so when you said, you know, was that was a spiritual awakening or you just said, I just don't want to do this? No, it was it was every part of a spiritual awakening. You okay. know? And I said, uh, enough is enough. And then I went on to um, treatment in Jacksonville, uh-huh. Florida. Uh-huh. And I got in the Christian track because I was a Christian. Right. But my Christianity was, okay, God, I, I'll take a little bit of that, but I ain't messing with that. You know, the right. buffet Christianity, you, you know. Yeah. When you got to take it all, you just going to take what you want to take, you know. And, and he said, okay, then I'm with you, but you're going to keep bumping your head, which I did. And right. then uh, seven years, six months ago, mm-hmm. I was arrested for DUI. Okay. Had narcotics in my glove compartment, but... Uh, those charges were dropped, the um, narcotics. Mm-hmm. And i um, tell you how high it was. Uh, uh, the state troops say all you had to do was say, that was called, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have never messed with it. <laughs> but, <laughs> wow. but but um, they threw that out of court right. because they wouldn't come back with the results in time. Mm-hmm. And I you know, got the DUI charge. And um, right then and there, you know, I said that enough is enough, and I surrendered my life completely right. to Christ. Okay. And I went to Florida to a, a place called Stepping Stone for Stepping Stone Center for Recovery mm-hmm. in Jacksonville, Florida. And I, like I said, I got in the Christian trap. Right. Then I came home. I stayed with the, my pastor at that time for about a week, mm-hmm. and then I went to a, a program called Eight Hundred One Catholic Charity. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I stayed up there about um, three months. And then I was walking down the hall one day, and I said, "You know what? I would like to be a um, drug and alcohol counselor. Wow. Know, just a counselor." Right. And the guy that was behind me, that was the counselor, said, "God speaking through him, said that's what you need to do." Wow. And from there, I, um, after I left there, I went straight to. Um, professional counselors education program. The house I was standing in was called Malumba House on Rhode Island Avenue. Gotcha, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I went to um professional counselors education program that's run by Catholic Charity. Right, right. And from there, straight from there, Duane, I went to Catholic University mm-hmm. and uh, obtained my associate's degree in human services. Right. And my bachelor's degree and um the major was social science. Okay. And um, at this time, I live and run a recovery house. And um, it's, 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 it's been a marvelous journey. Right. God has carried me through. You know, it's, it's not going to always be peaches and cream. Right. You know, but you just got to trust him. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and one of my favorite pieces of scriptures is, is all things work together mm-hmm. for the good of those who love the Lord. That's right. According to his purpose. That's right. And, 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 and the only thing I put with that is um, his time, not Joe. Right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know. So that's not all you're doing. You also um, um, ordained minister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, the reason I got ordained was because it opened doors for people to get help. There you go. And that was my purpose. Right. On, you know, I, I, you know, you've been around. I know the word. I'm a love scripture, right. memorization, you know. Right. But it's about helping people. 
There you go. You know, it's about him. That's that's the reason I did that. That's right. Um, I think uh, addiction in this country or even in this city has uh, has changed kind of from the time that we were we were coming up, and it's kind of different, but it's not different. You know what I mean? It seems like uh, I mean. If I can, if I can say this, smoking weed is like being on heroin. Come in our time, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. addiction. So, um, in our times, if you sm- if you were smoking weed, you wasn't addicted to nothing. It was weed was something that you could yeah. pick up, yeah. put down anytime you want to. But it's it's kind of like different. And my thing is, is that. Um, a few years ago, the news was on, mm-hmm. right, and uh, and this white girl, I think in Virginia, in Virginia, if I'm not mistaken, had OD'd on heroin, right, and so what what was ironic to me is that when the when the commentator talked about this this little girl. This white girl, Odin. He said it was a problem, right? Or like it was a epidemic or something. And I'm like, I'm thinking, it is 2015, 14, whenever, mm-hmm. whatever it was, and you you just figuring out that this is a problem. This was a problem in the 1970s. Yeah, back then. They would say problem. Now they call it an epidemic because they understand that the heroin ain't playing with nobody. Don't care nothing about your skin color, nothing about your nationality. It's in your neighborhoods just like you are. That's right. Um, The thing, glad you brought that up, uh, in The Godfather, Mm -hmm. when they told him about the heroin, let's bring the heroin in, he said no. If you bring it into the black neighborhood, it ain't gonna be long before it go to all the other neighborhoods. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But that, I mean, it's just crazy that they think it's a problem or epidemic now. Mm-hmm. Always because happen. you know because you know a, a little white girl OD. You know, but it's always you know it's, it was a problem in the seventies, the eighties, yeah. the nineties. Yeah. And I, I I've OD myself and yeah. was pronounced dead. Mm completely dead and then God sent the um, paramedic back in after pronouncing me dead. To try again? Yeah. He, he t- took and stuck the thing down my throat again mm-hmm. and I jumped up. Wow. Of course I wasn't finished. Right. Yeah. And you went. Uh, it was like thank you man go get me some more. Sick. That's Sick. But that's, that's, that's what needs to be understood about mm-hmm. um, addiction is that you know, it's a sickness, but it's a mind sickness. I think. Absolutely. You know, it's a mind Absolutely. sickness, and you know, a lot of a lot of times we write people off, and we shun them or we treat them different because they've been addicted to this or been addicted mm-hmm. to that, and never looking at the situation in a sense where what was actually going on in that person's life for them to be addicted to heroin yeah. or, you know. Yeah, because 
the addiction is only a symptom right. of what you what's going on. Just a symptom. There's something else that's going on in your life that carried you to. There you go. You know, yeah, pre-existing yeah. situation yes, yes, that yes, led yes. you there, and so you know, based on based on that, you just you just um, and the whole premise of this podcast is grace, you know, and I'm, I think sometimes uh, we think that because we're doing this or because that person is doing this or doing mm-hmm. that, that grace doesn't cover them, mm-hmm. and the fact that the matter is, is that when when Christ died, he covered all of that stuff. All of it. You know, it, 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 it doesn't doesn't mean that, you know, you a dope fiend and I drink wine every mm-hmm. now and then. So I'm a better Christian than you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Grace covered the wine. The it covered wrong. the cigarettes. Everything. It covered the heroin, the crack, Everything. and all that other stuff. But whatever needs to be we need to be delivered from. Christ already already dealt with that stuff. Took it to now, the, the fact that the matter is, is that the Bible says that all that is not of faith is sin. Hmm. Now, here's what we need to understand is that sin has consequences. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? <laughs> he and, those and we love. I think, I think as far as anything that anybody is going through, the fact that the matter is, is that we don't judge what a person does. Mm-hmm. What we should do as ministers or as of God's congregation is we're telling people how to get out of this thing. Amen, bro. We don't. We don't. You know. I mean, you know, a lot of people kick people when they down. Yeah. yeah. You know, but that's only to make yourself mm-hmm. look better than that person yeah, when yeah. for real for real you're really not mm-hmm. better than that person and the Bible, you, we talked about the Bible saying watch yeah, out unless you all so fall unless you all so fall that's why it tells, <laughs> tells us not to judge because yeah. all judgment has been dealt with but mm-hmm. at the same time um, I'm looking at this addiction thing and it's getting you know it's it's it's, it's different now mm-hmm. but it's the same yeah because mm-hmm. you know um, young, I mean, young people are getting locked into smoking weed like we was, you know, doing the drugs that we were doing. Mm. And you know, I'm not really under, I'm not really understanding it. But at the same time, it's not for me to understand. Mm. You know, my thing is, is that I don't care what they're addicted to. There's a way out, mm. and grace. Is that way? Is that way out? You know what I mean. But the fact of the matter is, is that if they never come in, or they never come in long enough to get that understanding of grace, Mm -hmm. then the message doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean. It's not like you know. It's not like there's not a door out of it. But a lot of times, and I I'm, I hate to say this, but I mean I think it's the truth. Mm. A lot of times, the black church will keep people out by their you know you know judgment and 
Absolutely. And the way they treat people. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I remember when I was coming up, man, by the time I was 11 years old, I hated church. Mm -hmm. Hated it. because mm -hmm. Not because I didn't know that it was a place that you were supposed to go for, you know, for, for, for God, but because I watched yeah. church people do this, I watched them do that. And it's the same thing today. And it's, and, and what I'm trying to do with this podcast is, you know, because in my day, I could sell ice to an Eskimo, mm -hmm. but I cannot, I mean, it's not easy to go out and minister to people because of the because of the I, what do you, um what's the word because the conception that they have of us and if love is the overall premise of what we're doing here why isn't more people in the kingdom yeah yeah absolutely and, and a lot a lot of churches are turning around but you still had that stigma still in a lot stigma. of them yeah that's and, and and um um my church, mm -hmm. First Christian Church, Brock Hall in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Mm -hmm. When I went out, the last thing I was going to do was go back. Mm. But God said, no, 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 no. You need to go back there. And that was a challenge. And, and however, I went back. And one thing I can say about this particular body, mm -hmm. love, 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 love. And don't get it wrong, they got on me about some <laughs> too, but they got on me in love, you know. And I think love. that's the that's the whole thing. I, I think the love piece is the biggest piece of it mm -hmm. because um, it's not, I mean, you, not only did God tell you to come back, when you came back, you were met with love. They rebuked you for going back out mm -hmm. but they did not show you a a contempt for and, what you did yeah, yeah. And, and the beautiful thing is when I came back from treatment in Jacksonville Florida you know who was at the airport waiting on me who my pastor wow my pastor I went to his house right and that's where you were yeah that's where I were for was for about oh like I said about um, a week or so Right. He took me to meetings, mm. and then I went to eight hundred one. You know, and that's eight hundred one is um, Catholic Church. Too. That's on the, um, Martin Luther King Avenue. Yeah, yeah, on Martin Luther King's grounds. I um, mean, now uh, um, what's the name of the hospital? Saint Elizabeth. Saint Elizabeth's grounds. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. They still was have. They still have it. They, they still have that. They program. have the. Um, it's the shelter yeah, they got and the program. The program upstairs. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, that's that's what's up. And I um I actually know the the young lady. Uh, her name is Amy. I think it's Amy. I can't remember. I can't remember Amy's last name. But they come and they feed the shelters around the yeah, city. Yeah, yeah. They got yeah, an awesome yeah. thing going on. Um, you know, they come. They go around to the parks. They go around to the shelters in the city and they feed them and I think that's an awesome thing but 801 is one of the programs in the city that is not only a shelter but it's also the you know program the program where people you know and and they have it split off 
You know, they have yeah, right. They have the the people in recovery upstairs. upstairs. Mm-hmm. Those guys are in recovery. They go out and work every day. Um, but then you got the people in the shelter, in and out shelter, in and out shelter. So I, I still think it's a good, um, a great program. But what has been, you know, tripping me out is the fact that they're closing. Oh yeah, man. A lot of not only drug programs, they're closing shelters mm-hmm. in this yeah. city. Yeah. And you know, I mean, my 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 whole thing is is that you have money for a trolley mm-hmm. that nobody rides. A city that has a surplus that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. There shouldn't even be any homelessness. It shouldn't it shouldn't be. But that's not what they're focused on. Mm-hmm. But they will say it's a problem or yeah. drug addiction is a problem. You know, but you're taking all of this money and you're putting it into stuff that really, really, you know, doesn't mean anything and I, I'll talk about this trolley I'll talk about the the shutting down DC general mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah. you know the 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 shelter and stuff over there you know you shutting all that down but what are you doing with it yeah. and talk that good talk man. you know I mean buildings over at DC general <laughs> right now they're an extension some of them are actually empty mm-hmm. yeah you know then some of them are an extension of the jail. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, that's the visiting hall now. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I mean, it's just, just, um, I just think, man, that we should, I mean, we should just think more about this stuff because that, man, for a better sense or a better way to say it, that we're going to hell in a handbag mm. and us being the people that are supposed to minister new life I mean it seems like we can't do that yeah. new life until it comes to the end yeah. <laughs> it's you know it's, it's, it's like we can't do that because people have gathered a uh, and I mean I, I know I know that people be like man I don't, I don't need to deal with that Mm-hmm. I know what I am. Yeah. I know who I am. But, you know, I don't need to come in church and you to treat me like I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and Absolutely. that's 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 basically the whole thing. So, um we got a few minutes, man. So, what else what else you doing? Well, what I'm doing now, Dwayne, is um I live and run a recovery house. Mm-hmm. Um next door to the church that I work at. Right. Um, I'm the church administrator for New Community Church, mm-hmm. which, uh, which is uh, their theme is that they are a resurrection and recovery church. Right. Because everybody is in recovery right. from something, regardless go. of whether they want to admit it or not. Uh, I belong to uh, several groups. One of them is a NUMA group that I meet on Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. And NUMA means love. Mm-hmm. Um, resurrection and recovery group, uh, resurrection and recovery support groups. Uh, at my church, which is our first Christian church, Brock Hall, we have a group called Fight, mm-hmm. and it's um, teaching you how to deal with the flesh. Okay. Um, we had at at my church um, celebrate recovery, mm-hmm. and we held on for a year mm-hmm. because 
nobody wasn't coming in. Even though we say hurt, hang-ups, and habits right. to try to get you to come on in because everybody got some type right. of one of those three hurt, hang-ups, or habits. Right. But they still looking at yeah. addicts, alcoholics. I don't need to go there. Right. And me, and, and me passing the crew that I had, and we had a good crew, man. Mm-hmm. We gave it a shot for a year. And then after that, we let it go, and then we turned into this fight thing. Fight. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh-uh. And uh, it's working out pretty well. That's what's up, right? Yeah. That's what's up. So, um, the whole premise of this uh, uh, podcast is to um, to let people know about grace. So, from an addiction and recovery standpoint, if you had to tell somebody that doesn't know anything about Christ or even somebody that knows about Christ mm-hmm. and looking for answers from a grace perspective what would you say to them well, well let me say that um what worked for me mm-hmm. um, on a grace perspective and what worked for me would work for anybody mm-hmm. <coughs> I had to surrender to God's grace completely Amen. I had to give myself to him completely and stop trying to run my life because mm-hmm. I don't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but he know everything. He God. And teach him how to and let him show me. Let Christ live through me yeah. by his grace. Amen. And show me how to do this. Thing. There you go. Show you how to do it. Yeah, because I didn't know how to. You know one of the most profound things I heard? Mm-hmm. Uh, our brother told me once. He said, you know everything. You smart dude. You are a genius, but you don't know how to stop using it. Mm. Wow. And that's when I say, I know somebody that just (laughs) (laughs) Seven years ago, that's what I did, man. I I just surrendered, man, and said, enough is enough. That's right. And uh, they'll say, you know, you you always stand a chance of going back out. Well, that's not what my Bible is. No. It doesn't tell me that I have to go. You it know. tells me that I don't have to. You don't have to. There I do not is. have to fall into this foolishness. There you again. go. There you go. There you brought me up. That's right. Yeah. My man. Well, that's our show for today, man. Thank you so much, man, for gracing oh, our thank you uh, for having show me. with your presence today, man. And wherever you guys are in this world, thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you next time on the Grace Cafe. Peace. Amen. This week's Grace Perspective. Some people have seen where God has brought you from. They don't really understand it. They don't know your story. What's up, family? You know, the word insanity has been defined as repeating the same actions over and over again and expecting different results. Addiction is a very real thing. And even though some people think that if recovery is just a decision away, I'm here to tell you that it's not that easy. You see, I made that decision a bunch of times. But guess what? Grace covers addiction. Addiction is a mental as well as physical illness that requires healing of the body, mind, and spirit. Healing and deliverance were both dealt with when Jesus gave his life. And those gifts are available any and every time we need them.
Philippians 1, 6 states that, being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. If you are caught in an addiction of any kind, remember this. If you fall, get up and keep getting up until it's done. The shame is not in falling down. The shame is in falling down and staying down when recovery was taken care of 2,000 years ago. Will perform it speaks of a process. Work the process. Work the word. It's never too late. I heard this this weekend and I'm passing it forward. New life begins with a new way of thinking and a new set of friends. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time on The Grace Perspective. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the Grace Cafe. Join us next week for the Grace Cafe. God bless. Yeah. Beautiful life. Beautiful life. Beautiful life. Beautiful life. Beautiful life.